Welcome to the Jay Kim Show, Hong Kong's very first podcast focused on entrepreneurship and investing in Asia. Join us as we survey the land and discover the greatest companies and most profitable investment opportunities in Asia. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insights to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. This week's episode is with Jan Schmeckel, who is in charge of Startup Grind for all of Asia Pacific. Jan is originally from the Czech Republic, but currently lives in Shenzhen, up in China. Today, he shares with us his experience, first moving to China, then scaling Startup Grind from six cities before he started to 12 in just one year, and also how he pulled off hosting Gary Vaynerchuk, one of the J. Kim Show's previous guests, during the RISE conference for a very special Startup Grind event here in Hong Kong. Yan is what I call a super connector and a master networker, and he shares his secrets to rapidly connecting with anyone, even in a foreign country. All right, let's get on to the show. Yan, welcome to the show. We're very happy to have you on the J. Kim Show. Finally, we're making this happen. Welcome, man. Man, I, I'm so pumped. I really appreciate you giving me this chance. And, you know, I'm, I'm just super excited right now. I'm in Prague, actually. I'm on a business vacation in Prague. But I just, I just said that we need to do this, you know, no matter what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, uh, we, we just caught up recently as well. And uh, we've been talking about doing this for a while. And then we have yeah. to wait till you're halfway around the world for us to actually get <laughs> online. <laughs> Man, and check your Twitter because I tweeted at you like two hours ago and I sent you the picture of where I am actually right now oh, in Prague from, uh, from the co-working space where I am right now. And it's really Excellent. It's beautiful, man. Well, it's beautiful. Check well, out We're going to add that to the show notes when this thing goes live <laughs> so we can make it uh, real, more real. So uh, for the audience listening in, uh, please... Uh, Jan Schmeckel, I probably butchered that, but okay. Jan Schmeckel, <laughs> or however, sorry. Don't worry. Please tell us, please tell our audience who you are, what do you do for a living? Yeah, so right now, I told you, I'm in Prague, but uh, I actually live in China. I have been in China for three years, almost three years right now, and and so before that, you know, before when I when I came to China for the first time, I, I had a business. But right now, what I'm doing for a living, I'm running Startup Grind, which is the largest entrepreneur community in the world. What it means is that we have people in 300 cities around the world. We host a lot of events. We host conferences. And we just basically connect founders, investors, mentors. And we provide a lot of education, let's say, in terms of uh, in terms of speakers, in terms of content and stuff like that. And I'm basically running this company in the whole Asia region because I'm the only full-time employee for this company out there. So, so that's what I'm doing right now for a living. Right. And how many um, grind uh, communities in different cities uh, do you have now? Yes. Yeah, so, so basically in Asia, in my region, we currently have around 50 cities, 50 different nice. uh, communities. And uh, I am just very excited about China, actually, because that's where I live. And that's uh, where, you know, I, I, I wanted to go somewhere and I decided to go to China and, and, and it just blew my mind. And now even uh, when you look at it from the start grind perspective, we, we doubled when it comes to number of cities in a in the past six months so so the potential is there and i guess we're gonna we're gonna talk about it what's what's going on in china right now in terms of entrepreneurship in this podcast but but yeah you know it's just it's just mind-blowing yeah absolutely we're gonna we're gonna get into all that but before we do we that <laughs> um 
I, I need to I need to ask you, and I I think the the audience needs to hear. Um, so yeah, and you're you're a pretty modest and, and humble guy, but for the audience listening in, he pulled off basically the impossible. He <laughs> somehow got Gary Vaynerchuk to do a startup grind event in Hong Kong two months ago, or was it last month? Was it, was it no, June it's, or July? I, it's, it was it's July. Before. It was July. Yeah, it was. It was just last month. Uh, yeah. it was probably six weeks ago, four to six weeks ago, yeah. and uh, it was insane. And I don't know how you pulled it off, but you have to tell the audience how you did it. Man, it's um, actually you know honestly like long story short, right? So um, it it was pretty simple, but it was hard on the execution, right? Because he is a pretty busy guy, and many people many people ask him to do stuff, and especially to do stuff for free and stuff because we don't have budget to pay him 100k that he normally charges when he right. goes to speak uh, at a conference. But but yeah, so many people approach him, but you know I basically. Two and a half years ago, I guess, or two years ago, I, I I just watched one of his videos online on YouTube, and I was like, yeah, this guy, you know, he is he is a monster in a good way when it comes to business. And I just started following him and and following his his advice when it comes to building the brand and, and some content and stuff. And and so so I just basically he became my role model, let's say, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I learned that uh, he's gonna speak in Hong Kong because he spoke at Web Summit. That's actually where I met him face to face for the first time because I was waiting for him in the speaker prep, and uh, I had his books and I wanted to have it signed. And and so I met him there for the first time. And after Web Summit, he announced that he's gonna be in Asia as well because you know that rice is basically part of Web Summit series, right. and uh, and so they had him. Uh, they there as a speaker and so i said okay so he sometimes when he goes somewhere where he doesn't know anybody he doesn't know anything about the market or he doesn't know much about the market he tries to meet as many people as possible and do more stuff in terms of content so that he can build his brand in that region right and so i basically pitched him this idea or to his team i was reaching out to them on twitter and and emails and all of these things that you do for your podcast as well right when you want to get some some good guest let's say and uh so i did exactly that but i was pitching something that he was mentioning in his video so i i basically figured what he likes to do and figured what he needs where he needs the help, which was mm. China, right? That's my angle right. because I live in China and I have connections in China. So basically, I pitched him this idea that we're going to introduce you a couple interesting people that might help you with your content in China. And uh, we're going to set up meetings for them. And plus, we're going to help you with the content side because we have pretty vibrant community in China and in Hong Kong. We can pull, uh, we can pull this um, uh, this event and. Uh, yeah, you know, so so then it happened. But of course, you know, I had to meet his team. I went to New York City when I was in, in the States for our conference. I went to New York City. I went to the office. I talked to them. And, and then it was just back and forth, just, you know, reminding them that I'm still around, that I really want to do it, providing value, you know, asking them what they need, what I can do from my position. And and then it happened. So that's that's the long story short, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable, man. Uh I, I, I'm still impressed, and I think everyone uh, obviously. I'm grateful. You, you, I'm grateful as fuck. <laughs> and 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 here's the thing, though, which is awesome. It's it's classic Gary V. Uh, reverse engineering what he needed, uh, yes. and and literally targeting exactly the need. I mean, you basically took his script, his playbook, 
yes. and and use it against him or towards him and it worked so which is awesome and um so so that was awesome it was a lot of fun and um i think that that really gave a nice boost to hong kong you know hong kong has really been uh picking up in the sort of early stage and startup and, and entrepreneurship scene and just having him come like a big international global name like that was yeah. awesome and, and you know one last thing on him um i don't want to take up too much of your time but i just wanted to say that you know he's actually i didn't i didn't you know i would had him on my podcast and i've spoken to him like yeah. very briefly here and there but i'd never actually sort of seen him face to face and spoken to him face to face and i only spent a little bit of time with him um over the course of the night uh, but you know <laughs> He has this persona on TV where he's like rah rah in your face and motivational speaker yeah. and like really yeah. really like amped up and hustle blah blah blah. But then he has this whole other side when you meet him in person that he's like really really genuine and down to earth. And that was like it was mind blowing to me when I saw that you know that he's you know because your first impression of him is like oh this guy's like in your face like I don't know if I like this guy you know he's a little bit too <laughs> aggressive. True. But then when you actually meet him, he's like, he's really like engaged, you know, he's not like checking his phone while he's talking. He's like really there with you, which yeah. I thought was really genuine. And and, uh, and that was pretty cool. No, it's true. And, you know, two things, right, from my side, I, I would never do that just by myself. Of course, I had support from my team and I had support from my friends because actually the fact that I could... Uh, I could visit his offices, even though he wasn't there at that time when I was in New York City, but I could go there and meet his team. That happened because of my friend that knew that I really like him and hustle and I can provide that value. So he introduced me to somebody in his office, right? So so this is something that, of course, you need to put in the work to show people that you are worth of uh, his time, let's say, or that you know you can actually make it happen, you can bring that value because otherwise nobody is going to make that interaction, right? And uh, yeah. so that's something that I wanted to mention as well because, of course, I just didn't pull it off just just by myself. But also um, this thing that you mentioned about him, it's super smart. This guy is smart, you know, because now, yes, he's nice to us. He's already there. He's nice to us for 20, 20 minutes, maybe one hour or whatever. And now we're talking about him again. And I have been talking about him to, uh, you know, with, with 1,000 other people, let's say. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. it's great strategy for his brand because now maybe 10,000 people are going to hear this or whatever. And, exactly. and it just builds his brand again. It elevates the brand. And it's just so smart, you know, to be nice to people He's, and to provide value. <laughs> absolutely. And it comes full circle. He's a marketing genius. Anyway, okay, anyway. enough about Gary Vee. This episode... <laughs> You, I want to talk about Yan. Okay, so amazing. We're we're gonna, we're gonna go we're gonna go deep now. So uh, let's talk about <clears throat> let's talk about what you uh, actually let's talk about. Um, I want to talk a little bit. Let's step back a little bit, and why don't you tell us a little bit about your your background, your history, and how you ended up over here, like to begin with. Yeah, you know, it's I am very grateful right now that it actually happened. But at the beginning, I I never I never thought that it would actually happen because. I started my first business that was an e-commerce company and we were dealing with Chinese products, brands and accessories and stuff like that uh, while I was still at the university. So I was finishing my bachelor in Prague and I knew that I wanted to do more. I wanted to become an entrepreneur, whatever, whatever you call it. And so I partnered up with my classmate and we started the first business and the business was bootstrapped. 
no money at the beginning and uh basically so so we we bootstrapped everything from from zero and it was doing quite well you know we didn't become billionaires millionaires but uh it was doing quite well because we could pay some bills and and then because it was related to china i decided okay now it's the time because i was still at the university now it's the time to go for an exchange program somewhere you know to a different country and because i have this business in china maybe it's smart or practical to go to China to connect these two things. And so I did exactly that. So that's why I ended up in China, first because of business and second because of university. And then when I came and I spent six months here or one year here or here, now I'm in Prague, but I'm in China, uh, then I right. was blown away by what was going on there, you know, how everything was growing. Everybody was so excited. Everything was so fast. Everybody was talking about entrepreneurship and, and next big ideas and businesses and billions, whatever, you know, and, and I was like, I need to stay here because I can learn much faster, much more there. I can meet very interesting people. And as I said, now I'm so grateful because I would never be able to pull the event with Gary Vaynerchuk off if I was in Prague. It's not that I don't like Prague. I love Prague, actually. But it's just different. The energy is different. The scale of what's going on in China is different. And, uh, you know, that's why I ended up staying, actually. Yeah, and I feel like, um, you know, China's huge and Asia's huge. But I feel like for, you know, I'm not originally from Asia either. I'm I'm U.S., right? But for yeah. me to come over and, and if you have the right attitude and you really yes. hustle, like it's actually and people are really like willing to help. And so you can actually get like move a lot quicker here. Like you're, you can just expand your network really quickly and just get stuff done. Right. And that's the one thing yeah. that I sort of r realized when I came here is like I would never just, you know, even just the, the, the people that you meet in the city. Yes. And I'm sure it's the same way up in Shenzhen. You know, you're all, I think, I feel like I'm one degree away from if I wanted to get a meeting with someone, I yes. would, I would know someone that knew that person, right? Yeah. If I go to New York, there's no way that I could get a meeting <laughs> with one degree away from anyone that I wanted to, right? But that, that's not the case out here. It's like you can actually get stuff done, which I thought was pretty cool. No, absolutely. And, and I feel the same way because, the ecosystem is just getting started, even though, yes, Hong Kong is slightly different because there is a lot of things going on. There is a lot of expats and a lot of businesses that are successful, maybe not in terms of startups, because still it's pretty small ecosystem when you look at it from that perspective. But but when you look at it from the ecosystem perspective, people and uh, communities and events and stuff like that, it's, it's there, you know. But in China mm -hmm. and other places, uh, it's still just getting started, especially when you look at it from the international perspective, right? There is, of course, a lot of things going on in China when you look at it from the Chinese perspective or the local perspective, like conferences in China. Chinese and Tencent doing universities for startups. Everything is in Chinese. But but when you look at it from the international perspective, we are probably the people that are actually building it up because, uh, you know, it's the history is not there in terms of international stuff going on. And uh, not many people actually want to put in the work and, and build something for other people because it's hard. And you know that, right? Like you have been part of that too. And, and you have seen right. uh, people building it up in, in Hong Kong. And it takes a lot of time before you can actually reap out the benefits from that, right? So so uh, I love it. So I'm not complaining. I love this thing. But, but yeah. yeah I mean, just think about, if you think about the scale, like you were talking about the scale, like 
you're you're talking about the second largest economy in the world, which will soon be the largest <laughs> yes. economy in the world. And for you to like go parachute in there, and within two years, you're running ahead of start of the entire region, let alone <laughs> that country. You know, I mean, that's just incredible. And if you think about like the power of that. Um, and it, it it's a it's a very like interesting little it's almost like an arbitrage opportunity for yes. foreigners that are skilled and have the right attitude to come in yes. and take advantage of that and you can really 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 sort of build something great. No, absolutely, and this is exactly you mentioned the right thing. You said the right thing, and that's yeah. It gives you leverage because there is just not so many people that are that active. Like again, like I I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be that guy that is saying like we are the best, we are doing the best stuff. But like, there is not so many people out there that would be doing exactly what we are doing at Startup Grind. There is not many communities, there is not many companies and people that would have people in twelve, thirteen cities in China that are very engaged, that want to help people, that want to connect with people, and that actually want to do, uh, you know, whatever business or, or startups or entrepreneurship or anything, you know, we can ask them for anything and they will be there to help. And so it's pretty unique. And, and, and yeah, as I said, I'm grateful for this opportunity that I got and, and grateful for the team that I work with because I wouldn't be able like not at all in China to succeed on my own. Like you need to have, and we can talk about it, right? Like you need to have the partner in China that you can trust and to, to get that trust, to build that trust. It takes time and, and a lot of effort from your side because they are not going to just trust anybody, right? Like there must be some sort of value exchange. Otherwise it doesn't right. work. Right. So let's talk about that. Let's, let's dig in a little yeah. bit now. So, so startup grind, when you came here, what was the, what was the, uh, what was your presence uh, in China, and uh, subsequently, how did you end up uh, being able to scale it and expand it uh, in such a short amount of time that you did? Yeah, so when I came on board, which is full-time for Startup Grind, which is one year ago, approximately mm -hmm. one year ago, we probably had around six cities that were active in China, and now we have uh, 12, and we are going to open 13th very, very soon. So we basically, as I said, we basically doubled the presence in China in the last six months, because at the beginning, it was very hard for me to just figure out how we should approach the market, how to find the people in different cities where I have never been to, you know, so, so uh, yeah, I, you know, it basically doubled, but, but it's, it's this kind of effect, right? Like once you do something, you you show it you sh you show what what you're doing in one city for one community and then somebody from other city that is visiting sees that and and they actually take that step forward and say yes i would like to bring this thing to my city because i think that there is potential and there is need for something like that so so it it's definitely not just about me it's about the many things and many people involved but but uh yeah you know it took a lot of time to figure it out how to approach that, and I think one of the one of the most important things uh, that uh, contributed to the success, let's say, in China, is that I actually live there. You know, because you cannot really manage China or manage community in China if you are not in that market because it's so different the culture is so different language and everything and and you know even the internet is different right so so it's not <laughs> like like in hong kong or in the us when you go to facebook you go to different groups and you just post on the on the group hey guys i am here i would love to connect with you guys and you know could you could you just give me five minutes of your time and and have a coffee with me this 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 is not how it works in china because there is right. wechat but wechat is not open so you cannot find any group just on your own when you join 
WeChat. You need to be added by somebody else. So mm-hmm. it means that you need to first create that connection with those ecosystem builders on the Chinese side. And so you need to live there, you know? So, yeah, so this, is, this is one of the most important things for everybody who actually thinks about doing something in China. You need to be there or you need to have somebody there on the ground. Otherwise, you will never, ever figure it out. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because um, so so two things. First of all, like you said, the, the Internet, uh, yeah. you know, that the online sort of digital world, uh, digital commerce, digital business world that we live in is completely different in China. You know, I mean, obviously, um, you know, the, the some of the big U.S. Uh, tech giants are blocked there, actually, yes. and it's completely dominated uh, by by 10 cents of WeChat. And so. Yeah. And then the second point is that um, exactly as you said, you know, so there are no Facebook, you know, dark posts, uh, targeted ads. There's there's none of that sort of thing. There's nothing it's like a, that. So it's a, yeah, so it's it's a it's definitely a lot harder to sort of just tweet out and 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 try to pick up uh, a, a conversation with with an influencer that you want to link up with and this sort of thing so it's really it kind of bring, scales it back but i actually like that because it's it's kind of like it's bringing it back to the old school where where you do business is where you actually have to know the person or someone has to introduce you to them yeah. and it's a more real connection that you have and it's not just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to use you. And then it gets kind of <laughs> spammy and you yeah. don't know what, you know, what their true intentions are. Um, so I absolutely agree with you that in China, you have to be on the ground. Um, so what were some of your experiences like as you were trying to, to, to scale, basically double the city count? Right. Um, how did you find, I mean, did you have experiences with finding partners, both good and bad while you were doing that? Yeah. So for me, it was, you know. Again, like this happened within, let's say, six months, but there was, let's say, another six months of preparation for that. And so this is one of the learnings that, yes, you need to find somebody who can probably introduce you to other people. But first, you need to build that relationship with those couple people in, let's say, Shenzhen for my, for in my case, right? Because I live in Shenzhen and I, and I connected with the local ecosystem builders in Shenzhen. And I was very lucky, you know, because actually one of my, one of my partners and friends right now, he's actually co-founder of, uh, let's say, Startup Weekend of China, yeah, so mm-hmm. so they do a lot of hackathons. They do it in Chinese and they do it in 50 cities around China. So he has amazing network uh, and he knows people that actually want to do this kind of stuff, that they want to build communities and they want to give first and they want to build their brand and they want to be out there and stuff like that. So, so for me, the biggest thing was... I was building up my network in Shenzhen and I was specifically targeting these groups of people that were hosting conferences and I could provide some value because I was introducing them to speakers outside of China and and kind of giving them my feedback how they should be running these events because I have this international perspective and I again I'm not saying that it's the best perspective but you know if you want to uh, if you want to be more international, you probably should have an international person or expat on the team at the same time, you know, if a Chinese company wants to do that. So I was basically playing this role and I was providing this value and just hustling, being there all the time. Like the same with, with Gary Vee. It wasn't just one tweet. It was tweet every single day or every single week. I was just always there to show that I'm persistent and I really want to do right. this, you know. And right. then 
I built this relationship with this partner of mine right now in China, and he started introducing me to a couple people, you know, in different places, in different cities, and that allowed that allowed me to to build those networks in different cities. And then one one thing uh, followed another, and also I worked a little bit with TechStars. It's the start of weekend thing, and they introduced mm-hmm. me to some people in Chengdu, and and those people in Chengdu, uh, because they were hosting Startup Weekend as well, they started hosting Startup Grind, and because they were so excited about it, and one of the one of the teammates was actually Chinese that studied abroad, and he got very excited about Startup Grind, so he started helping me to recruit other members. Even I didn't even have to pay him per se. I was providing different value to him. I was introducing him to people because he also is building his business and stuff. So I was really hands-on helping him, just spending a lot of time on that person. But then he helped me finding or even interviewing people in Chinese in different places. And, and so that allowed me to scale, you know? So again, it's not just by myself. It was, it was me putting in a lot of effort and time to build something for somebody else. And because they they really saw a lot of value in that. Then they helped me because I started asking, you know, after one year. <laughs> so, right. so that's, that's, that's how it happened basically. But I think that's, that's the normal way of doing, th- of doing things. Right. So, so walk us through sort of, let's say, let's say uh, your next city that you want to, to sort of roll out the startup grinding. I don't know which one it is, but you know, uh, whichever <laughs> city that you're targeting next, um, what is the sort of process that you go by to, to start a chapter of yeah. Startup Grind? I mean, you obviously get introduced to someone on the ground local that's probably active in the scene and an advocate of sort of the, the startup community. And then what's the next steps after that? Yeah. So just let's, um, let's start here. Let me give you an example. So the last chapter that we started in uh, China was Hangzhou, which is uh, the home of Alibaba. Maybe many, many, some of the people of your, from your audience could have heard about this city. And mm-hmm. how I fi- found this guy, actually, yeah, the event that we hosted last month there was the biggest event ever for us in Asia. It was for, oh, really? yeah, it was for 350 people. And wow. they had some of the greatest companies coming, their CEOs coming as VIP guests. And, you know, it was, it was really amazing. And so, wow. so how I found this guy was actually very simple. So, so again, I was providing value and I was basically building relationship with other people in Shenzhen from different communities. And I think this, this happened, this connection happened. I actually remember it pretty, pretty clearly. So, so this connection happened through my friend from Lean In community in China. She was running Lean In Community in Hangzhou, and I met her in Shenzhen, and I, we clicked because we were talking about the same stuff, what we are doing, what our mission is, what we want to do in the future. And I told her I'm running Startup Grind, and, and I'm always looking for new, exciting, excited people that would love to do something like that in their, in their cities. And, and because she was from Hangzhou, I asked her if she knows somebody in Hangzhou that would love to do something with us. And she recommended a couple people, and then I interviewed a couple people, and, and I really didn't know who this guy was. He was just telling me, yeah, I just came back from Shanghai. I spent some time in Shanghai. I was working there, and now I'm in Hangzhou, and I'm building this, and I'm consultant right now because I work for a couple of companies, and now I'm just figuring out what I'm going to do, and, and I really like the idea, and I have these partners and everything. And I, it sounded like that it's too good to be true, right? Because he had basically everything, and he, has, he had this passion, and, and I was like, okay, right. let's let's just give it a try. So he gave it a try, and he pulled 
pulled this event that is that is just amazing he had like aston martin sponsoring the event or whatever <laughs> it was just it was really really crazy and and this is something that happens in china all the time or not all the time amazing. but many times that you don't even know what's happening and then it's crazy it's really really big and you don't even know how it happened and and so this is this is how it happened and actually this is what i'm going to do for our next city again so so you asked me what's going to be the next city honestly i don't know because i have i have now connections uh through these people like global shapers and lean in community and all of these other guys mm -hmm. that are actually doing something actively in china i'm always talking to them and asking them how i can help them yeah because that's kind of how we do it at startup grind anyways but it works it's the best strategy just talk to people you build a relationship by you know really being genuine about helping and 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 not not wanting anything from them at the beginning right you just want to connect with those people and then because you click and you do similar stuff you start talking and because they want you to help them with some of the conference recommend some speakers you do that and then they ask you so thank you very much for your help how can i help you and i say yeah do you know some really passionate people that would love to do something what we do in these 12 cities and they say yeah yeah let me connect you with five people and that's the start right and then you start interviewing and talking to those people and and maybe getting some more recommendations on them or maybe talking to some companies in that city if they can support you in terms of venue and stuff and this is the process it takes a little bit of time it's not definitely that you know you get connected to one person and suddenly this person becomes the guy in two days so you know you probably need a couple of weeks to to go through the process and everything but this is how it is you know just doing business development but the best business development that 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 the strategy that usually works for me is that I'm just genuine about helping other people. And then eventually I ask maybe once and it works. So, so that's, that's the strategy, you know, nothing else. You know, what's amazing as well is that, um, like you mentioned earlier in the, in the show, uh, you know, startup grind doesn't pay its employees. I mean, it's, it's all sort of volunteer. So you're truly, you're trading I would, value. Sorry, for time, I need to. You know what I, mean? I need to cut you off because <laughs> they they pay they, uh, their employees because I'm one of the employees. Sorry, sorry. I, I, <laughs> but, sorry. Yeah, okay, I, I missed that. I missed, they don't. They don't. They don't. Well, okay. They pay their as a limited, a small amount of employees, such as yourself, yes, the only yes, one in Asia yes, Pack. Right. But for the most part, it's uh, volunteers yes. that basically. Um, are getting enough value out of it to make it worth yes. their time. And I know because, you know, I've, I've volunteered to moderate some of the events yes. here in Hong Kong. Thank you, man. With Thank your you team. for that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. No worries. And, uh, but, you know, I, I, I know for a fact when I, when I work with your guys, your team here, um, you know, they, they're, they're just doing it out of, out of passion, you know? And yeah. so it has to be worth something for them because time is, is, is money, yes. right? Time is money. Yes. Time is time. Like that's the most valuable commodity you can never get back. So the fact that you have all these cities in Asia and you are consistently adding enough value to not only bring this type of audience, but to yeah. keep the volunteers engaged and wanting to be part of this community. That's like, that's like very pure. Right. And so you Can have it? to really, yeah. it, it has to be genuine. You can't, you can't, you can't <laughs> yeah. fake that. Right. You can't. And also it's the hardest thing or hardest part of the job because you, you're basically, you're basically HR manager, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're, 
quote unquote, like you're hiring people. Like we are not hiring because we don't pay them, but we are hiring them as volunteers. So it's still the process. You need to talk to them. You need to meet them if you can. And you need to understand what they want from this. Because yes, it's passion. It's really altruistic, let's say, because they are spending a lot of time for free and this. Yes, they can make some money because actually our model is uh, that uh, we give them 80% of all revenues that they make in that city. Right. So if they sell tickets and if they get sponsor or something, they can keep 80 percent. So it's not that they cannot make any money, but they will probably not make enough money to make it their full time job. Right. Because because it's just impossible and they have different goals and stuff. And so I think the hardest part is about to really balance this. Right. And sometimes for them, it's time to move on. Right. Like people will grow up from that and they will realize, yes, this was amazing experience. I built my network. I built my brand. But now it's time for me to start my own company or to join some company that is actually going to pay me enough money or something that I want and and is going to give me the, the next level of experience. Right. So so you need to talk to them constantly. You need to know what they want at what stage they are. And and you need to balance it, either provide a little bit more value or different value or just talk to them and and figure out, yeah, maybe it's time to move on. So we need to find somebody else. Maybe you can support them to mentor them how to do that. But we want to make it consistent, right? We want to keep it consistent because that's how you build a community. Otherwise, it will never work if somebody will run it for one year and then they will leave and and nothing is going to happen afterwards. So so, yeah, it's 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 uh, constant. You know, you need to talk to them. You need to understand those people. And uh, so for me, it's amazing experience because I'm understanding the culture and the thinking of Chinese people that are actually doing this. Like, why? Why? What's their why? Right? That's what I'm trying to right, understand. Right. right. And that's valuable because that there's, you know, there's a lot of implications. If once you figure that out, you know, yeah. that, that's you're figuring out how to do business and, and what how to connect with people on a very, very base yes. level. Um, all right, so Jan, what what do you have planned for the rest of 2017? What are your goals? Um, you know, you, you mentioned you're you're pushing forward with launching more cities in China yeah. and the region. What what do you have planned in the pipeline? Yeah, so now as I mentioned, we have 12 cities active in China, and so I would love to have 20 by the end of the year. And uh, I am actually now trying to hire. Uh, the person from Chengdu I mentioned that was helping me with opening a couple of cities and interviewing people. So I'm trying to get some money from sponsors or from somebody to pay him so that he can join me either part-time or full-time to to help me accomplish this goal. Because yes, it's it's harder right now because we are in the major cities. But once you go to the smaller cities, people are not really internationalized. They don't speak English. And so you need to have a local person that can actually explain exactly what we are doing, which yes, I study Chinese, I speak a little bit of Chinese, but I cannot really, uh, I cannot really, you know, the message that I would be giving would be completely different. They might not understand that in a in a in a way that I want. So so I'm trying to get this this person on board to scale uh, in China to 20 cities and in general APEC region or Asia Asia region where I am where I am um, you know what I'm responsible for. I would love to grow to at least 60 65 cities so that it becomes really really let's say maybe even the biggest, one of the biggest communities and, and uh, so that we can make. Wow, and wait, so it's just, just, just for a perspective, where are we, where are you sitting now? You have 12 in China and then the rest of APAC. 
So rest of APEC altogether, even with China, it's around 45, mm-hmm. 50 cities right now. So it's not really oh, okay. growing too much because honestly, the potential for us is pretty limited at the same time because we are already covering the major cities like, you know, Singapore, Hong Kong, and then Tokyo and Seoul and, and all of these major cities where the ecosystem is already ready for this, for this kind of right. thing, or there is a lot of people excited about these things. We already have that covered. So now it's the time to grow, let's say, in India. You know, where we are not doing super well right now because we don't have the right people or we don't have enough, enough people on the team. So I need to focus on that. And then maybe Indonesia, because we can maybe open two, three more cities in Indonesia. But but the problem also, this is the problem of Asia, right? It's not like in the U.S. that in the U.S. every single city is basically ready for this kind of thing because it's much more developed. There is more people and people understand the vision and the mission. But in Asia, we need to explain it all the time. What does it mean to build community? What do you get from it? You know, or, you know, how how you build a team and like, why is it worth it? Like, like, should I do it for free or not? Should I work for somebody to get some money? So, so it's the growth is definitely slower right now. Yes. China, no, because China still has a lot of potential and actually China, Chinese government is pushing this mass entrepreneurship and, and supporting students and startups to build companies, to, to create this innovation and to build these small companies. So, so, they're supporting it. So yes, it's maybe the growth is still is still possible. But around Asia is definitely more limited because uh, the the development still needs to happen, you know, before we can really have 200 cities, let's say, or we need to change the model, maybe we need to support more students, you know, or whatever. So we need to figure it out, it will not be doubling the whole Asia, but maybe doubling China and really growing fast in India, because there is also a lot of potential and we are not so strong in India yet. So we have a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of avenues to look at. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, man. I, I'm, it I'm, is. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped to see your uh, progress. Hopefully, you get your guy on board, and he'll throw in a uh, Aston Martin for you, and uh, and you guys will be all ready to roll. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I'm excited as well. So, uh, second to last question, Yen. Um, and again, thanks for your time, man. It's been good jamming with you. Um, for what? Give us one piece of advice for. Uh, aspiring entrepreneurs that might be looking to, you know, just just kind of get out there, uh, maybe do some networking, maybe connect. Um, you know, you're you're kind of a super connector, and you seem to have figured out how to do that really well globally. You know, not only in the West and in Europe where you're where you're from, but yeah. also in somewhere as foreign as China. You know, you, within a year's time, you've managed to just literally hit the ground running and just get in there and, and, and network. So g- give us a piece of advice that, that our audience can uh, take away. Yeah, so, you know, when it comes to the networking, and, you know, I love it. I'm I'm people person, so for me, it's maybe a little bit more natural than to others. But but really, I, I would say, if I should summarize what we have been talking about here, you know, the last 30 minutes, 35 minutes, it's it's really about figuring out what makes you happy or what you're good at or what kind of value you can bring to those people. And uh, and just do that, you know, just just be genuine about offering help first, not really thinking about the short term result that you want to do this and that. And and you need to get that kind of thing right away from that person, because it usually doesn't work. 
you know, or it's very short term. But but if you really focus on providing value first, building that relationship first, and then maybe ask, or maybe it will just come naturally that that person will actually ask you, hey, man, what are you doing right now? Can I help you with something? And and then it happens. And then you have so many opportunities and then you can pick what you want to do, which which avenue you want to go to or which path you want to choose. So so this would be this would be the networking advice the the maybe the 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 last advice because again i'm in china and i think that's kind of my angle right now in china asia i think really you need to be much more patient probably than than anywhere else because to build relationship with somebody who is in china it takes a lot of time and uh, so you need to be patient persistent and also don't take things too seriously because you know, I, I told you, I mentioned this partner of mine that I have in China, and it wasn't always about great stuff going on. We had a lot of different discussions, and we had some, some issues and troubles in communication and this and that. And, and it was sometimes it was from my side, and sometimes it was from his side. And he actually, you know, like once, uh, once we really had this kind of uh, conversation that like, do we actually want to do it? Like, does it make sense for us? You know, and, and so, so yes, be, be really, 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 really extremely patient and be open-minded like super open-minded because yeah. you will see things that you have never seen before in china and uh you if you if you want to overcome or if you want to succeed you will probably have to overcome many of these things you know and it doesn't matter that you always have to work with the same person but but it's the learning process and you really need to go through this experience i would say if you want to do something in china and and so yeah, these are these are the things, the basic things that I would mention. But uh, you know, just hit me up if you have some specific questions, and I'm very happy to chat or to answer those and and really yeah, hopefully, yeah. So that was the hopefully last help. Where yeah, where can uh, where can uh, my audience uh, uh, you know connect with you and follow you and and find out a little bit more about what you're doing? Yeah, it's very simple. So I am right now uh, my brand let's say my personal brand or whatever you call it is uh, that I'm in China I'm that China guy so so you can find me on Twitter Instagram Facebook everywhere as your China guy so if you go to at nice. your China guy everywhere basically I'm not on snapchat really so I'm not doing a lot of snapchat but otherwise I'm basically everywhere as your China guy and my email is very simple too so my email is j a n at startupgrind.com so if people have some requests or some questions when it comes to China startup grind community how to connect with people whatever just shoot me an email and uh, I, I I think I can say that I'm a pretty approachable person and I will reply to uh, all of them or most of the most of the emails anyways so yeah you can you can reach me there nice you're China guy I love that that's awesome <laughs> Um, your China guy, hit up your China guy for all you guys listening in, guys and gals. Um, you know, it's been, it's been awesome, dude. We've, we've, uh, we've, we've talked about a lot and, uh, appreciate your insights and, uh, the advice you gave at the end. And I'm really excited to see, uh, how you grow this year. So, uh, best of luck to you, man. I can't wait to see it. Man, thank you very much once again. It has been a pleasure and uh, super grateful for this opportunity. So yeah. keep, keep on rocking, man. You're doing really, really good stuff. Awesome. Thanks, man. Talk to Thank you Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. 
I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness. 